Ooh, welcome. Step right in. Take a look around. I promise that no matter who you are, we've got something here for you. Think of any creature, any companion, any friend. We've got it. It's our business to provide to you our valued customer. Anything that you could possibly think of. Anything at all. So, think real hard. Because we've got all that and more here at Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. And welcome back, Griffin. Mm-hmm. Where last we le- left off on, so you want to eat a billionaire. Mm-hmm. The question was, mm-hmm. this CEO of Amazon worth $140.6 billion is named... Is this framed like the other show where I get a multiple choice or do I just have to go for it? Oh, you just have to... Go- uh, I'm sorry. You just have to go for it. <laughs> Can I use one of my lifelines? Sure. I'd like to use my 50-50 so I can cut the billionaire in half and share with a friend. Okay, who are you sharing the other half with? Um, I would like to share it with... Um, uh, <laughs> God, this is a big decision. I'm sorry, I'm nervous. Um, I would like to share the other half of this billionaire with um, friend of the show, uh, Braden Tuttle. <laughs> All right, Brayden Tuttle, you, you're out there, uh, and, and you uh, uh, are going to be eating half of the famed Bill Gates. Jeff. Oh, fuck. No, Jeff Bezos. God damn it. Bill Gates is Microsoft, Griff. Ah, oh, fuck. Jeff Bezos, Amazon, that's the I, whole thing. I really, I really just stuck my foot you, in oh, it. Oh, Griff, you wanked it, my man. Oh, ah, dang. I'm sorry, Brayden. You, you, yeah, you, you I in, uh... let you down. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you guys get to eat a bald prick. Have fun. <laughs> Fuck you, Jeff Bezos. Fuck Bezos. Welcome to Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. I'm Griffin. I'm Zach, and this is with a show where we talk about eating the fucking rich. That was a fun bit, Zach. That was a good one. Hey, I I, I love how this is, I think, is going to be episode 90. And I still have no idea from what direction you're going to be coming at me with the intros. I I lucked out because when we were about to start this episode and like you were like, all right, let's go. And then you went, oh, wait, I have to turn off my AC. And we're off and went, awesome. I have time to look up how much Jeff Bezos is worth. (laughs) And unless you, uh, in case you missed it, it's a hundred and forty point six billion U.S. dollars. Yeah, fuck this guy. Fuck this guy. Would you like a palate cleanser? Yes, because I've got a little something for you, bud. Oh yeah, it's another rendition of a pet news. Pet news. Uh, this comes to us from uh, LiveScience.com. It's a little at not out of date, but it's from March. That's two months ago. That's fine. The headline was too good to pass up. Okay. Are you ready? I am so ready, dude. Ancient, ten-armed, vampire squid relative named for Joe Biden. (laughs) What? (laughs) Its arms may have sported the first known suckers. 
Okay, tell me more about this. Why did it get named after Jeff Bezos? I'm sorry, after Joe Biden. I was so focused on Jeff Bezos. Why did it get named after Joe Biden? Octopuses and vampire squids are famous for their eight arms, but one of the oldest relatives of the group that includes them didn't get the memo. This newly described creature as Solipsomopodi uh, Bideni named after President Joe Biden, had a total of 10 arms when it was alive during the uh, Carboniferous period about 328 million years ago, a new study finds. Uh, it's, yeah. Uh, the, reason I, the reason I looked for uh, it's named after Biden is because, uh, quote, when we submitted the article initially, it was actually just a few weeks after his inauguration. There you go. <laughs> So, Have you actually seen a picture of a vampire octopus? They're horrifying. Yeah, this one looks a little bit like, um, honestly, yeah, a like, a, like a penis. Yeah, um, I, I gotta see. Yeah, I gotta boop. see. The, yeah, it kind of looks like a wang, my man. It looks like a penis with some eyes at the bottom of the penis, and then it's got the little cluster of tentacles, but then like two longer ones. It's got more of like a squid head. I mean, it's and, and, this, and like I mean, this is a vampire squid, so or a relative oh, a of the vampire. Of the vampire squid, okay, cool. Yeah. Vampire squid, yes. Uh, but yeah, uh, scientific name: Silipsomatopi uh, by Denny. By Denny. And you know where they found it, Zach? By Denny's. By Denny's. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to make a by Denny's joke, so I'm glad that you beat me to it. We are on the same wavelength, my friend. Anyway, folks, welcome back to a uh, another episode. Mm-hmm. We're here. Uh, we're laying it down, and um, you know, I'm excited. You excited? I'm lay excited. it. Lay. I'm ready to lay it down. Yeah, well, I'm glad that we're laying this down because we um, had a, a well. Griffin had a realization mm-hmm. that there's a book that came out at this point five years ago, probably. <laughs> We never once took a look at it. I figured out the reason why, Zach. I was because I, I was in the break room and I was clearing out, like I was emptying the trash because yeah. somebody left the trash over the weekend. There, I'm not saying it was you. That was not the implication. George, how fucking? I'm not saying it was. I'm not saying it was a certain audio tech in the booth right now. But I'm just saying it might have been the person who brings the stankiest onion pizza to work every day. Just saying, George. Yeah. But um, I was clearing out the break room and uh, one of the uh, like stools near the like desk where like the public computer is, uh, it was being propped up by a book because oh. one of the legs had gotten like wobbly. Was, yeah, it was a little wobbly. And here was the book. Oh, okay, that would make sense. That would yeah. make sense. That would make sense. Instead of shim sugar packets, they went, hey, let's use this book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, we never took uh, into. Oh fuck, we didn't think of a of a shitty fake name for this. Time for that now. Uh, all right, um, all right. I, I'm accepting applications. Here we go. The yeah. Um, one second. It's coming to me. <laughs> the the troop lords. Yep. Book it to fuck. <laughs> the troop lore did you say book it yeah sorry but i meant to say booklet okay but i said i did say book it the troop lords brochure brochure to, to 
because uh, it's like it's kind of like a bird name, but it's not. kind of well because uh, like we've already done the crow balcony yeah. thing, so we to can't. <laughs> I, 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 you got to do the fingers, but I like it. Doven, Doven, yeah. yeah. It's Guildmaster's Guide to Ravnica is what we're doing. Or what a troop, troop lord's brochure pa- to brochure. To Doven, yeah. Or just, or just fuck said far away from the microphone. That's kind of funny. Fuck! Yeah. I like Tro- that too. Tro- Troop Lord's brochure to fuck. So we're finally taking a dive in. We found some yeah. pretty cool shit. This is all the uh, like Magic the Gathering shit, right? Yeah, this okay. is the Magic the Gathering A shit. thing that I played once or twice on a family vacation to the Outer Banks with my older cousin Ben. Not a once have I ever understood how this game is played. Nor I, will I ever. I know what it means to tap a land, but that's about it. I'm shaking. My I know. Head I know nothing I else. Know. Do you remember? Uh, do you remember energy cards from the Pokemon trading card from game? Pokemon, yeah. Basically, what land cards are in this game? Okay, I suppose I've never been very good at card games. You see, I, I was I was into Yu Gi Oh, um, but my deck was full of big fuck you cards, so I didn't have to learn <laughs> how to actually play it. Right? There's a card called Sakuretsu Armor. I had five of them. <laughs> They're a trap card. If a monster attacks you and activates the trap card, that monster is just destroyed. That's bullshit. So, yeah. So I had a bunch of those. So that like when people, you know, had like their, you know, mecha super blue eyes, white dragons or whatever. Mm. And then they would attack me and I'd go, nah, fuck you. Your whole, it's that, gone. Remember that thing that you spent your last five turns trying to put together? It's fuck gone you. now. Um, that's how I played Yu-Gi-Oh! So. There was, like, a Yu-Gi-Oh! game for, like, the GBA that I would... I stacked my deck with something called a Cyberstein. Nice. And it was a super shitty monster, but you could sacrifice, like, 5,000 life points to summon any fusion monster from your deck just right away. And oh, so I nice. would do that to just have a Blue Eyes Ultimate on round one. Blue Eyes Ultimate Dragon! You know what? Why don't we do a Yu-Gi-Oh! episode? Oh, fuck. Let's do a Yu-Gi-Oh! episode sometime, dude. Hey, George, put it on the list. It's on the list. Please? Holy shit. I don't know why we've never thought of that. We've done Pokemon. Why not Yu-Gi-Oh? We're, we're talking about fucking Karibo. Let's go. Yeah! <laughs> anyway, um, Ravnica. So, Ravnica. So, first thing we got up is the Arclight Phoenix. I know we've talked about Phoenix before. Mm-hmm. This is different. It's Arclight. It's Arclight. <laughs> An Arclight Phoenix is variously said to be a byproduct of a lightning strike on an aviator. Oh, shit. <laughs> a mishap in an effort to create a translocation device or a successful attempt to create an elemental creature in the form of a majestic bird. You fucking imagine, like, you're just going up to the rookery to get your messenger pigeon and then yeah. lightning strikes it, and all the birds die except for one, and it becomes a fucking mega lightning bird. It becomes and a fucking love- Zapdos. And you just, you just look at it, and you go, but I love those rings. <laughs> Who are you? And it's and then, it, like, the birds that loved you are gone. Yeah. Um, And now there's just this shitty bird who hates you. Now there's just a rude Zapdos. Now there's just a rude Zapdos, bro. <laughs> All right, uh, so let's take a look at this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, oh, there's more to this. Whatever its origin, an arc light phoenix looks like a bird of prey formed entirely of electrical energy. 
lightning fans out behind it as it bolts from place to place through the sky, making up in speed what it lacks in grace and majesty. (laughs) It seems happiest during natural thunderstorms as it darts among the clouds, gliding alongside thunderbolts. That's weirdly cute. It's telling telling us what makes it happy. Thunderbolts aren't a thing, though. Hey, tell that to my high school. Are you the Thunderbolts? We were the Thunderbolts, or the T-Bolts oh, for short. I, th- I thought you were the the sacred blood lions or That's whatever. the First of all, it's the Precious Blood Tigers. <laughs> precious Blood Tigers. <laughs> and that was my elementary and middle school. Uh, this was my high go. school. Go fuck there yourself. You <laughs> <laughs> See, look, I don't know why they weren't the lions. That would make sense. Because like, isn't Jesus like the lion and the lamb or some bullshit? It didn't, had nothing to do with the, the separation of church and sport, Zach. I guess I, I I think like if there's like a you know, like a Catholic school that they like they should just be like we are the um the the Saint Bernadette's uh precious lambs <laughs> and like their mascot is just a lamb the most unfearsome thing ever anyway anyway um. They have an elemental nature, and Arclight Phoenix doesn't require air, food, drink, or sleep. Nice. Because it's lightning. But yeah, it looks like a big, like, red and purple lightning bird. You know, that's a bummer. Because, like, sometimes, like, well, like, could you imagine just seeing, like, a bolt of lightning, like, fucking eating, like, a cheeseburger? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, it's an elemental. Like, so, like, what if this lightning bird was just chilling at fucking Wendy's, like, just scarfing a Baconator, bro? Just because it doesn't require food doesn't mean it can't eat food. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. It can snarf if it wants to. It can snarf. Uh, it says it's a medium elemental, chaotic neutral, armor class of 16, 142 health points, has no speed unless it's flying, mm. in which case it speeds 120. That's fast. That's That's fast. Uh, it's got a dex of uh, plus six. Jesus. And everything else, uh, pretty middle of the line, honestly. Yeah. It's charisma and it's in or in the negs. Uh, it's got a plus 10 to dex saves. That's fair. It's made is, of lightning. Which, yeah, it's made of lightning. Uh, it's resistant to thunder, bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing from non-magical weapons. Uh, immune to lightning and poison. You can't poison a lightning bolt. You, you can't. Just try. <laughs> And that's, remember kids, what do we learn today? You can't poison a lightning bolt. Uh, and it is immune to exhaustion, grappled, paralyzed, petrified, poisoned, restrained, and unconscious. Hell yeah. Darkfish out 60 feet. Uh, so let's see, it's got flyby, mm-hmm. so it doesn't provoke opportunity attacks when it flies out of an enemy's reach. Rude. Which means that no one will ever get an op attack because that's the only way it can move is flying out of an enemy's reach. Uh, it's got grounded lightning. The first time on a turn that the arc light phoenix touches the ground, it takes 11 or uh, 2d10 force damage. Interesting. So if it grounds itself, it gets fucked. That's kind of cool. That's a cool detail. That's a, yeah. Not a lot of like stat blocks will like build, like put like a heel, like an Achilles yeah. heel into it. So that's interesting. It's like a vulnerability, but not. Yeah. uh, It it has illumination. Sorry, I was thinking of when you go to the movies to an illumination movie, like the animated films and the minions are like illumination. It's a thing. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Illumination. The Arclight Phoenix sheds bright light in a 15 foot radius and dim light for an additional 15 feet. Cool. 
It has a lightning form. The Arclight yeah. Phoenix can move through a space as narrow as one inch wide without squeezing. A creature that touches the Phoenix or hits it with a melee attack while within five feet of it takes nine or 2d8 lightning damage. Ow. Fuck. In addition, the Arclight Phoenix can enter a hostile creature's space and stop there. Oh. The first time it enters a creature's space on a turn, that creature takes nine or 2d10, uh, 2d8 lightning damage. So it can literally chain lightning itself through your entire party and just deal free damage without provoking op attacks. Yes. Fuck that. Wow. Also, <laughs> don't fucking try to melee this bitch. Yeah, all no. All ranged, all the time. It's got, it is, says crackling death. Hey, me too, dog. When the Arclight Phoenix dies, it explodes. Match. Each creature within 30 feet of it must make a DC 18 dexterity saving throw, taking 36 or 8 D8 lightning damage on a failed save, or half as much damage on a successful one. The explosion destroys the phoenix, but leaves behind a tiny warm egg with a Mizium shell. Mizium. There's like a, in the, the book, there was a, a Mizium weird. Mm. That was an elemental. Magic-infused, durable, fireproof metal alloy. There you go. There you go. It's uh, a rabbit thing. E- yeah. The egg contains the embryo of a new arc light phoenix. It hatches when it is an area of a spell that deals lightning damage. Or if a creature touches the egg and expends spell slots whose combined levels equal 13 or more. Interesting. When it hatches, the egg releases a new Arclight Phoenix that appears in the egg space. That's like the first time I've seen a mechanic like that codified in D&D. It's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. I love the idea Uh, of like it it has to be struck by lightning to hatch. That's very cool. Actions. It's only got the one, which is the Arclight Touch. It's a melee weapon attack plus 10 to hit. Uh, and it deals 6d8 lightning damage. And lightning jumps from the target to one creature of the phoenix's choice that it can see within 30 feet of the target. <laughs> that second creature must make a DC 18 deck save or take 68 lightning damage. Damn. So it's like, it, it's kind of like having two attacks, but not actually. Yes, and it's a very strong attack. Yeah, that's very potent. This thing, Everyone's- this thing fucks. This thing really, like, this will, and by fucks, it means fucks you up. Oh, sure. Like, damn, dude. All right, damn. so, so Arglife Phoenix, let's think of some possibilities here. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously. Storm Giants? Mm, that. Uh, welders. <laughs> Electrical engineers. There you go. This um, is the equivalent of of being a. It's like all the like in Pokemon universe again. Uh, how you know, like all of the mechanics and technicians out there roll around with like Voltorbs or yeah. Electrikes or whatever. But can you imagine just like rolling up to your your union workplace and you're the foreman just has one of these like, hey, hey, Bobby, what's that big fucking bird up there on the scaffold? Oh, hey, you never seen yourself in Arclight Phoenix before. Why you fucking new to the business or something? Come on, bud. Nah, Bobby, I've like put my hours in, and I'm telling you, that's the first time I've ever seen some shit like that. Okay, well, you don't need fucking jumper cables with this pals around, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I think I've created a new character. That was a that great I voice. That was, a, that hey, was thanks. awesome. <laughs> thanks, man. <laughs> I don't know where the fuck this came from, but hey, how's it going, everyone? (laughs) 
It's almost like you're a voice actor. Someone should hire this guy. Uh, hey, hire me. <laughs> oh, fuck. What um, the fuck were we talking about? Um, People trying to live off the grid. Would this thing just be its own grid? No, like, you know, like you got like a generator and this you just kind of okay, juice okay. it up. You're like, I, hey, yeah. buddy, j- just land on this motherfucker for like you build like a little, little, little perch <laughs> and it's got some some cables like it's got, you know, like a, a, it's got and it, you, you yeah. run some wire from that into your little into your generator mm-hmm. that kicks on powers the house. Boom. Yeah. Your own grid. I guess that's fair. When I think when I think live off the grid, it's like people who are saying like, I mean, not not only fuck you to the system, but also to like remove themselves from some of the comforts of modern technology so yeah i mean but i yeah. guess but yeah i mean like it's good to have you, you gotta cook your food yeah i mean look you can have you know your tv watch some movies play mm-hmm. some games sure if you haven't like but a like car. But, but like you're not gonna have like internet probably because you're off the grid right right you right, don't want right, people right. to know where you're at right you're detached Detached and the, from earthly desires. And our, and our buddy, the Arc Light Phoenix, is going to make it happen for you. We have eggs in stock. Let us know. Anyway. And we are more than happy to supply some uh, some part-time evokers in oh, order yeah. to supply the requisite lightning for hatching purposes. Needed, yes. yes for yes, an yes, additional yes, fee. Yes. For an additional fee, of course. I mean, of like, course. look, it's a business. It's tax, It's tax deductible. In completely unrelated news, eat the fucking <laughs> Can we rebrand? Can we talk about this off camera sometime and like rebrand sure. to a nonprofit? Like, oh, yeah, definitely. Can we, definitely, can we talk definitely. to Mr. G and like restructure some things? Yeah, you get our 50C3 status. Yeah, can that be season four? Is is the nonprofit uh, yeah, uh, that, arc? I'm here, I'm here for it. Right, <laughs> I'm here right. for it. Awesome. We go back uh, to Bemidji to improve our home neighborhood. <laughs> Yeah, there we go. The the the, the neighborhood that, that gave us our start. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Moving on? Sure. Oh, <laughs> why the fuck not? Uh, up next, we got just a little shit called a cackler. There's <laughs> a cackle. I was really I was really wishing for that. Uh, was that a good cackle? Is that what you're looking for? I was, it's kind of Zach. I gotta tell you, it's exactly what I needed. Fuck yes. Hit the spot. Put that shit Fuck right yes. in my veins. Oh, just <laughs> tap it right in there. Yeah, you tap drugs in, right? No, no, but like you you know, like you're putting it right I in know, the vein, I know, but, but like, you got to you got to tap it to get the you know how like I know, but you said the, the words you said were tap it right in there. Yeah, tap me like a fucking keg, bud. <laughs> That's the opposite of what you're doing. <laughs> That's getting stuff out, not putting things in. I don't know what I'm talking about. Move on. Cacklers are little evil devils. Yeah, they're kind of, they're tiny. They look, honestly, a lot like pretty archetypical. Actually, I take it back. Sorry. They're demons. There are demons. They're not demons, but they look a like. Difference. There is a difference. It's very important. There's a difference. And they got a, Zach, they kind of got a big old mean nasty face. They, a, a little mean. A li- they got a little <laughs> They have a little mean nasty they face. They got a little old mean nasty face. They got those <laughs> devilish horns that kind of like, it's coming out of like their ear, where their ears would be. Yeah. Ear horns. <laughs> like, these motherfuckers got ear horns. Uh, excuse me. I couldn't hear you. Can you say that into my ear horns? <laughs> oh, okay. I heard the cackle that time. Uh, some nasty teeth. Got that red mottled skin with like the 
kind of black scaly protrusions and some spines on the back. Their eyes are like blue coals. Yeah. 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 Cacklers are small, jabbering jesters that spipe. That spipe. <laughs> God damn it. Now I have to leave it in the episode, Zach. You're welcome. Fuck. Hey, my mess ups get left in all the time. So. I can do what I can. <laughs> so we're keeping spipe. All right. Cacklers are small, jabbering jesters that spice up Rakdos performances with their chaotic antics. Don't know what Rakdos performances are but they sound fun. Their incessant cackling can inspire uncontrollable laughter by making everything, even the most horrifying spectacles, seem hilarious. Some cacklers excel at vocal mimicry and perform as impressionists. Others put their sadistic bents to use by lurking in shadows and terrifying passersby. Rakdos performers enjoy dressing cacklers in a variety of masks, hats, and costumes to lampoon public figures. What the fuck are these things? They're like shitty, like, uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Oh, God, like. the the Well, it's like, you know how, like, in Greek mythology, not Greek mythology, but in, like, Greek theater, they, you know, the, the satyrs were, like. You know, like the like the yeah. gestures of the time, like between like the dramas, they would have like the satyr plays come out. Yeah, they're kind of like that. They're like the yeah, whatever the weird fucking silly puppets were that. Yeah, um, it's Punch Punch and Judy. Punch and Judy, that's the one. But they're like pla- they're like plants in the audience as well. To <laughs> yeah. So so here's my shitty. my first instinct. Yeah. So imagine the plots of your like of like the most renowned scary movies. The okay. horror, mm-hmm. the atrocities. Mm-hmm. Now a cackler just makes all of those circumstances seem super fucking silly. <laughs> it's like <laughs> Freddy's tearing them apart. <laughs> <laughs> That's good shit. Oh, this Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's just kind of, it's a little bit, it's got some Pennywise vibes. It's got a little bit of Pennywise vibes, yeah. yeah. Penny vibes. No. Penny vibes. No. That's not I like thing. penny vibes. Eh, I don't. But thank okay, you. Okay, well then fine. We can forget penny vibes. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Fuck penny vibes. All right, I'm in. Uh, <laughs> these things are, in fact, chaotic evil, which makes them even more confusing of why they're existing yeah. in just like regular society. Yeah. But I do love the idea of demons putting on puppet theater. So yes. I'm down for both. Hands down. 15 armor class, only 10 hit points. They're little one half CR goobers. Yeah. Uh, speed of 30. Really, their only stat to write home about is their plus three dexterity. Uh, despite their negative wisdom, with proficiency, they come out to a whopping plus zero perception. Wowzers. <laughs> Uh, like most fiends, they are resistant to cold fire, lightning, and non-magical weapon attacks, immune to poison, dark vision of 120 feet, speak abyssal and common. They have some innate spellcaster where they can cast firebolt and, appropriately, Tasha's hideous laughter once per day. Nice. They have a little ability called Last Laugh. When the cackler dies, it releases a dying laugh that scars the minds of other nearby creatures. Each creature within 10 feet of the cackler must succeed on a DC 11 wisdom save or take 1d4 psychic damage. Fuck. And then they have mimicry. They can mimic any sound they've heard, including voices, 
A creature that hears the sound can tell they are imitations with a successful DC 11 insight check. And they can attack you with a bite that deals 1d4 plus 3 piercing. Or they have a little bit of a ranged weapon with a spiked chain that has a 10-foot reach. And that's 1d6 plus 3 slashing damage. I want to see the moment where like there's an audience member who's like, Hey, this show sucks. And then suddenly the spike chain like, and just like hits like the pole next to their head. And they're like, never mind. It's the best show I've ever seen. Five stars. <laughs> I also had the thought of like the cackler is just a, a, a shitty spinoff of the Joker. Oh, it's like yes. a combination of the Joker and the Riddler. Yes. It's that's like if, um, yeah, it's uh cat lads, arch nemesis. Cat Lad instead of Batman? Yeah. yeah, Cat Lad. It's far... Wow. Now my brain just went on a journey with Cat Lad. Because that's like the least intimidating thing I can think of. It is high. But, um, but like when you think about it, also Batman's not super intimidating. The I only reason, guess. Like, think you're like, you know, like, that you're like, yeah, it's because you know that he'll kick your ass. That would That is honestly hilarious. Like, give Cat Lad the same scary persona as yeah. Batman, and I want to hear all the the criminals be like, yeah, we don't go out to do crime at night anymore. Not because of Cat Lad. The oh, Cat Lad's around. We gotta go. Oh, shit. It's the cat signal. <laughs> oh, no. It's the sound of his claws. We gotta get out of here. They turn and run down the alley, and there's just like a pop up, like spring loaded, like scratching post that knocks yeah. him in the head. Yeah. Yeah, you know, there, he's got uh, the cackler, the puzzler, mm-hmm. the, um, the sad batter. It's like the Mad, hat, <laughs> like the mad Hatter, uh, but it's like a, a really depressed baseball player. It's the go. sad batter. Uh, the Flamingo. <laughs> the Flamingo's pretty good. Um, um, you have, um, you've got Venomous Viney. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got Two Butts. You've got... Um, Mr. Pease. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. <laughs> like Mr. <laughs> but he's still an ice-themed super, super villain. Just uses bags of frozen peas to commit crimes. <laughs> no. No. Oh, that's really good. Mr. Pease comes to play. Put the money in the bag, pretty peas. <laughs> He takes all the money and just cuts them into little strips and rolls them into little green green spheres. It's like, you don't understand. It's not about money. It's about peace. (laughs) (laughs) We've gone so far off base from cacklers. All right. Last thing. What is Two-Face in this fictional? (laughs) I said it already. Two butts. Oh, two butts. Very yeah. good. I didn't catch it. Sorry. Or Fuck. just make it worse. Just make it three face and just. Oh, the- three. He's, he's, <laughs> the rest of them, like the whole thing's changed, but he's just three face. <laughs> Fuck. But, but like, it's it's the same thing where like his face is split in half. You don't want to know where the third face is. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, God. It's on. It's on his back. Fucking hell. And the mouth and is the butthole. Yeah, and instead yeah. of Bane, there's Lame. Mm. Mm. No? What about Rain? Rain? 
just a just a water theme just a, a <laughs> the sprinkler <laughs> yeah i'm the sprinkler yeah dude very good all right we can move on from cat lad i think yeah this was a this week uh cacklers don't get them don't, don't get them ad break um unless you're doing oh. some sort of hellish whose line is it anyway anyway ad break whose hell is it anyway whose hell is it anyway ad, ad break, break. <laughs> Hi, I'm Shifty Mercutio, owner and operator of Shifty Mercutio's pre-certified components and discount Arcana Warehouse and Layaway, your one-stop shop for all your discount spell component and arcane item needs. We understand the best spells cost an arm and a leg, but Shifty Mercutio's, they only cost a finger. <laughs> Just kidding. Sorta. Of. Anyway, our shelves are stuffed to the brim with a premier line of locally resourced spell components, gently used magical foci, and a bunch of dusty books. What's in them? I don't know. Only one way to find out. You sword swingers tired of reaching for that rinky-dink crossbow every time something with wings shows up? Well, that's where I, Shifty Mercutio, come in. Every magical what's it in the shop will work almost every time. What? You don't take me, Shifty Mercutio, at my word? Well, then take it from some of these savvy shoppers who definitely didn't get duped. My party's fighter now has to spend even longer waiting for resurrection. Thanks to Shifty Mercutio's knockoff diamonds. Never shopping here again. I thought I struck a great deal with this wand that was said to have been found on the body of a great wizard. The proprietor neglected to say that the wizard was still alive. I'm now down one wand and 100 gold. Fuck directly off. I went in to buy a component pouch for spells. The pouch was just full of weed. Three out of five. Brings tears to the eye. So, if you're in the market for half the spell components you need at half the price, come on down to Shifty Mercutio's pre-certified components and discount Arcana Warehouse and Layaway. Shifty Mercutio's. You get what you get. Don't throw a fit. All right. All right. So, up next. Yeah. We have. Wait. The Felidar. <laughs> yeah, right. So, uh, Felidar, what I'm looking at here. Ooh. Is, uh, well, it's got, like, the head of, like, a big white lion. Yeah. Now, like where its ears would be, it's also got some horns. They're yeah. kind of going down and they kind of hook forward. Yeah. But then also like bu- like under its cheekbones, it's got a couple horns that are coming down. They're like weird, yeah, almost like cheek tusks. Yeah. And then it's just got some really big teeth. It's got some snaggle teeth. It's got some big snaggle teeth. Um, it's got like, like right around, you know, like where like its neck would meet its torso. It's got this like golden sort of necklace thing yeah almost um, like a but collar but also vaguely looks like armor yeah and then its body is a completely different color it's like this sort of gray kitty with like these sort of white angular designs everywhere but then yeah. its tail is really long and pointy yeah it's not quite like it's like a reptilian like a kitty tail. like a ki- but it's not like a kitty tail either no it's got it's like weird. it's like got fur like a kitty tail yeah but is more shaped like like a lizard tail yeah yeah felidar is a celestial creature Ooh. whose nature reflects an inherent devotion to law and order Ooh. 
It resembles an enormous cat with two pairs of upward-sloping horns and prominent teeth. Its blue-gray hide has a silvery geometric pattern, and its thick white mane falls in an orderly fashion around its shoulders. Mm, how well-groomed. Very. Mm. Nearly every felidar forms a close bond with one other creature. Mm. Winged felidars almost always bond with archons, joining in their relentless pursuit of justice. Other felidars ally with members of the Azorius Senate mm. and form bonds with high-ranking judiciaries and ministers was the word, and my brain stopped working. I mean, Ju- honestly, judiciaries and justicars, there's not much difference. Yeah. Oh, it is just... It's like justiciars. It does have a weird extra I in there. There's an I in there. Whatever. Aiding them in enforcing the law and tracking down criminals. Some Azorius Felidars form, a, uh, form bonds mm. with important prisoners in Azorius, uh, Azorius custody, ensuring that the Felidars can track down the felons if they escape custody. Mm. Apparently that what? is a word, and it's pronounced justicer. Justicers. Yeah. Justicer. Wonderful. Wonderful. <laughs> Yes. Winged felidars. Some felidars boast huge feathered wings. A winged felidar uses the same stat block as an ordinary felidar, with the addition of a flying speed of forty feet. Nice. Yes. Yeah. It's Let's like it's ba- this thing's basically like just a big cat mushed with another big cat. Yeah, it's like two big cats together, like a lion and a panther almost, but not. But like it's, it's got like a like lion like thickness though. You know. What yeah. I mean? But, like, also, sometimes just got wings. Sometimes just got wings. Uh, so, large celestial, lawful neutral, 17 uh, armor class, 93 hit points, 40-foot walking speed. If they got wings, it's a 40-foot flying speed. Woo! Into 10. Wisdom of 17. And their strength is 19. Con of 17. They're pretty stacked. They're pretty stacked. And not bad to look at, either. Got good saves in Dex, Wisdom, and Charisma. Good with Insight and Perception. True Sight out to 120 feet. Wow. Yeah, that's potent. Ain't nothing getting by you. And no Celestial or Common. Understands but cannot speak. Cool. A Felidar can... Oh, bonding. A Felidar can magically bond with one creature it can see right after spending at least one hour observing that creature while within 30 feet of it. (laughs) The bond lasts until the Felidar bonds with another creature or until the bonded creature dies. The bond has the following effects. The Felidar and the bonded creature can communicate telepathically with each other at a distance of up to 100 feet. Nice. The Felidar can sense the direction and distance to the bonded creature if they're on the same plane of existence. Very good. As an action, the Felidar or the bounded creature can sense what the other sees and hears, during which time it loses its own sight and hearing. This effect lasts until the start of its next turn. They can familiar bond. Yeah, they've got other. like it adds some like qualities that you would have your with your familiar. But it's just a big familiar. A yeah, big familiar. Yeah. Keen hearing and sight, the Felidar has advantage on wisdom perception checks that rely on hearing or sight. Nice. Very good. And they got a pounce. Wow. If the Felidar moves at a uh, at least 20 feet straight toward a creature and hits it with a claw attack on the same turn, that target must succeed at a DC 15 uh, strength save or be knocked prone. If the target is prone, the Felidar can make one claw attack against it as a bonus action. Nice. But other than that, it's just got multi-attack, makes two attacks, one with its bite, one with its claws. 
And uh, it's just got a bite and a claw attack. They're pretty beefy. It's plus seven to hit for both of them. The bite is 3d8 plus four. That claws is 3d6 plus four. Very good. They'll rip you to shreds. Like, this is a pretty good kitty. This is a good kitty. Good pet, too. It's a pretty good pet, y'all. Yeah. It can, like, it will understand you. Mm-hmm. It's chill. It'll bond with you. It'll be pretty fucking sick. Seems good for cuddles. Seems very good for cuddles. Like, look at this guy. Uh, so fluffy. Could ride to work. Could ride to work. Is a large celestial. Could fly to work. Could fly to work if you've if you got uh, ones with wings. Mm-hmm. You could mm-hmm. you could on your lunch break like communicate out to it telepathically and say, "Hey, I don't want to spend money on DoorDash. Can you go pick up a tuna on rye for me from the deli?" Well, that's as long as it's within a hundred feet of you. But yeah, as long as it's hanging out, you can communicate that out to it. Yeah, you'll be like, like it, yeah, and then you can I, warg into it to like make sure it's like for the that's the number. You got it right there. I like this. Yeah, I like this pal. What are some other, what are some fun things we could, what are some fun Bond abilities that we could add? Not like James Bond, but like, yeah, but like, you know, while bonded, you also, um, it removes your allergy to pet dander. That's pretty good. Mm -hmm. Um, while bonded, um, you aren't, I'm, I'm losing the plot. You aren't ticklish anymore. Ooh. While bonded, um... You have the confidence to go talk to that girl. Oh, man. <laughs> or boy. Well, if, uh, Or non-binary uh, or, pal. Yeah. I mean, really, like, who isn't going to have confidence when they have this big kitty with them? Mm-hmm. Other jobs, aside from what they outlined, I think this would be a good pal for, like, a private eye. Oh, yeah. Very much so. Very much so. Like, who's going to not give you the info when you've got this big-ass kitty with giant choppers? And as, like, a, like a lawful neutral creature... Yeah. Really good about just like knuckling down and cracking the case. Oh, definitely. I can see the moment where like, you know, like the P.I. is like down on his lock and it's like in the bar. Mm-hmm. And then the Felidar shows up and it's like, come on, Rick, you've had too many. Ah, I thought you were done with all this. You don't know what you're talking about. I thought oh, I had I, this case. Hey, we've got a bond stronger than that. I know you, Rick. <laughs> you, the only bond I have is with the law. <sighs> and then I'm you not, get I'm not good enough for you. <laughs> Go on. Find yourself uh, another person to bond with. And then you get a weird noir style of uh, that scene from Airbud. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, get. Can't you see I don't want you no more? And the Felidar just jumps up on the bar and gets like eye to eye with you and is just like, listen. That's that's okay. the it gives you the come to Jesus moment like that, that yeah. you need. Uh, all right, so we're casting this movie. Who would be oh, the right. private eye and who would be the voice of the Philidor? Hmm. You know, I don't know actors well, so I'm gonna need it. I'm gonna say, voice of the Felidar, uh Jason Momoa. That's pretty good. Or we do. I, just hear me out. Yeah. Jason Moa as the detective. Okay. Dame Judy Dench. Like <laughs> 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 either Dame Judy Dench or Sir Patrick Stewart. I'm fine with either. Oh my god. Dame Judy Dench and Jason Momoa. 
Yeah. I would also accept Ian McKellen because uh, so uh, the the, this thing. Yeah, this thing be like, come on, we have to get back to it. Someone, someone with just like someone British with a ton of, oozing with gravitas, just oozing with the gravitas. Okay, does the does the detective then need to be a little less like sure of themselves? So less of a Jason Momoa, more of like a Kit Harrington. Ah, Kit Harrington could be good. Um, or a um, hmm. I'm trying to think of of some other of some other good people. Um, oh God, what's his name? Uh, uh, Winston something. Um, uh, the guy who played Umbaku in uh, uh, Ooh. in yes. uh, Black Panther could be really good. God, what's his last name? Winston. Winston Duke. That's his name. Winston Duke. I could fuck with that. Dude, Winston Duke as, Winston a, as a Winston Duke and as a, Dame as, as, Judy Dench. I'm here for this duo. That'd be chill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that I think that, that's, that's I think that's like, it. I think that's the bit. <laughs> Go see that movie coming summer twenty twenty three. What's the name of the movie? It is. What is this? What is this? Like crime duo, pulp new modern noir, power couple. Not power couple, but like um, a pause. Mm-hmm. Like like pause. Yeah. To think, I don't know. Um, okay, hit me with yours. Um. Pride cometh before the Felidar. <laughs> the whole kitten caboodle. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty fun. I like Thank that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I appreciate it. <laughs> it's like it's not very like it's very funny. It's not very punchy. Okay. Um, I'm not saying I have a better suggestion necessarily. So I'm being a bad creative partner in this moment. But, okay. um. My brain's desperately trying to come up with a felidar pun, but it's not a very punnable word. Okay. Um, All right, hit me with yours. I've got the one to close this bit out. Okay. It's in. It's in my head. Uh, man. Two heads. Six paws. One heart. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> All right. All right, Winston Duke. Dame Judy Dench this summer in Eat the Bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Playing in cinemas everywhere this July. Of Eat the Bitch. Eat the Bitch is it's like you know, um, know, the the whole plot is that Winston Duke uncovers a whole. uh, It's a very much a a court of owls in Batman, where like the the upper crust of the city are really behind all the shenanigans. Okay. And so Winston Duke and Dave Judy Dench together have to take them down, preferably by James Judy Judy Dench eating those motherfuckers. <laughs> Eat the bitch. I don't know if we'll be able to sell that title. But it's a great like thing to throw on uh, a manuscript. It's, a good ta- it's maybe a good tagline. I think it's like I think it's or not a manuscript. Manuscript is that the word? Yeah, uh, the manuscript. What's the fucking thing? The the thing you send to producers? The script. It'd be a manuscript. A manuscript. A There's a screenplay. Thank you, God. Yeah, I'm writing a screenplay right now. Yeah, that's a great thing to put on, like, because some producers gonna go, oh great, another screen. Eat the bitch. <laughs>
Now, now I'm intrigued. <laughs> After this bit, I'm like, fuck, what did I do? Uh, miracles, Zach. Miracles. Yes, let's. Uh, <laughs> last creature we have on the docket today. It's really just kind of like a... It's its, its own grab bag of creatures. Kind of, yeah. Um, it's something called the crisis. <laughs> crisis? The crisis? <laughs> K-R-A-S-I-S, Crisis? Griff, are we in crisis? <laughs> I am in crisis. Crisis? Um, no, I'm not in crisis. I'm good. Um, I mean, like, all right. I'm I'm like like I'm I'm fine. Like, I'm not a, okay. a harm. I'm not a risk to myself or others. But like, I also haven't been able to find the mental energy to take the rotting vegetables out of my fridge. It's I'm in that place. You know what I mean? I feel I feel you. Yeah. I right. Um, the crisis. Uh, in the deep sinkholes that serve as laboratories and guild halls for the Simic Combine, biomancers employ a combination of magic and scientific method to create novel life forms. They coax new morphologies from existing creatures and combine traits from multiple organisms into one, producing the creatures known as crisis. <laughs> crisis. Some crisis are unique creatures that can't reproduce. A few multiply to become a part of the guild's standard menagerie. Now, here's where things get buck wild. Yeah, there's really not, like, a dedicated stat block to this. It's more like, what type of crisis are you creating? To create a a crisis, uh, choose the appropriate stat block um, of category 1, 2, or 3, which is basically just their size category. Category Mm -hmm. 1 being medium, 2 being large, 3 being huge. There are then some tables for which to roll upon. Uh, you roll once on the major adaptations table and once on the minor adaptations table, choosing an option from each to determine its additional characteristics. The potency of some adaptations varies based on the category. Uh, A few examples here are, uh, let's see, something called the Battering Crisis, which says is a fusion of a hammerhead shark and a powerfully built beast. The... Croconura, a crocodile frog, a shamble shark, which is a shark crab, and the shark to crab, which is an improved shamble shark that also includes octopus elements. Oh, man. Zach, would you like to make a crisis with me? I think I would like to make a crisis. Do we want to roll for these? Oh, of course. Okay, so um, let's choose, let's roll D4s to determine category, like size category. Okay. I got a two. So I got a category. I got a a two. I got a four. So I think that means you get to choose. Oh, man. I think I got to go Big big or little? I'm going to go big. All right. So I'm doing a large one. You're doing a huge one. I'm doing a huge. And then we're rolling D8s for adaptations. All right. And then I guess we'll okay. choose the animals they're made out of based so off we, of what these adaptations are. We do a major and a minor? I made one major and one minor, it sounds like. I got a three. And a five. Awful. Purely awful. Ooh. I'm so excited. Okay, so you want to go first or you want me to go first? Uh, You go first. Okay, so my major adaptation is I got Venomous Sting. When the crisis hits a creature with its claws, the creature can succeed on a uh, uh, must succeed on a Constitution saving throw. 
Oh, and it's a DC 18 because it's a Category 3. Nice. Or be poisoned for one minute. If the crisis is a Category <laughs> 2 or 3, the creature is paralyzed while poisoned in this way. Woof. The poisoned creature can repeat the saving throw at the end of each of its turns, ending the effect on itself on a success. Okay. Uh, minor adaption is stabilizing legs. The crisis has several crab-like legs. As a result, it has advantage on strength and deck saves made against effects that would knock it prone. Okay. Cool. So what's it look like? All right. So obviously it's got the big crab legs. Yeah. I like the idea uh, because like the category three, like the image here is the sort of it's like a crocodilian head with like a big turtle body. Actually, like like a soft shell crab. Yeah. It's like a yeah big soft shell crab body. Um, I I think I want to add a turtle a shell okay. with the crab legs coming out. Oh, okay. God. <laughs> right? Uh, um, I think its head is, for the fuck of it, a big eel. It's like a big sure. eel head. And it can kind of come out of it. It's got oh, that, like, long That's a little neck. haunting. Yeah, it's like a shuffle. And, I, and, and it can come back, and it's awful. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's got uh, a, some big barbs on the end of its crab claw legs nice and it can stick you and then you're bad you're bad off nice that, that's my Woof. crisis uh my crisis uh my major adaptation is bioluminescent markings okay so the crisis has glowing patterns on its skin that take the shape of defensive runes granting it advantage on saving throws against spells and other magical effects Oh, shit. And then my minor adaptation is heightened awareness. The crisis can't be surprised as a result of having sensitive barbels like a catfish, stereoscopic vision like a chameleon, a tongue like a snake, eye stalks like a lobster, or an array of several eyes. Oh, no. So I don't know what... Maybe you can help me a little bit because I don't know what this thing's body looks like, but I think it's violently colored like a big fucking monarch butterfly. Okay. Doesn't I don't think it like looks like a butterfly. I just think it has that like marking pattern okay. on it. And then I love the idea of the huge fucking chameleon eyes, but they're they're yeah. gigantic and they can look everywhere. Are they on stalks or are they like I think they're like maybe on t- like on opposite sides of the head. Okay. So it can see in like like a 360 like and, pa- and panoramic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it just has a full 360 scope yeah. view at all times. Okay, I think the body, um, maybe something like tall and skinny, like a giraffe. Oh God! Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, like like a short necked giraffe. Like a it's still got a long neck. neck. Like it's, it's still got like a foot long neck, but it's yeah. not. What about what about its legs? Are the legs that long still? The legs are more akin to a rhinoceros. Okay, so it's got long, beefy tree trunks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a. I'm thinking like it's got to look nasty, so it's got like yeah. like a gray skin coloration, but Gross. it's it's covered in these markings that are just like holographic. They can shift with the lights, just there to befuddle you. And then I don't know what it's. It's got like. It's not just standard array attacks. So it has, I guess, category two, it has a bite and claws. So it's got, like, I think, yeah, giraffe neck with two mega eyes on it, but like Mm -hmm. a lizard mouth. Very good. Yeah. Like a big tongue to kind of smack you with. 
I didn't realize that yeah, the category three gets a gets bite claws and a tail. I think where it's got you know it's got that long neck I was talking about, like mm-hmm. the eel. I think uh, it like slides. Oh, so like God. if the head's in, yeah. the tail's out, and if like the neck goes out, the tail gets pulled in. Mm-hmm. So it's just like zoop zoop bolo tie, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, no 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 no. But that's my yeah, that's my crisis. I think Zach, this is the beginning of a new franchise. It's, build your, it's like build a bear. Exactly, I was gonna say build a crisis, create a crisis, create a crisis, <laughs> and create is spelled with a K. Yeah, create, create a crisis, create a crisis. <laughs> um, it's one of those shitty. It's like a shitty restaurant where they give you like fake names as a server, yeah, and all your all the names start with K. Oh yeah, it's like hello, my name is Kenny. Welcome to what? Create the Crisis. Hello, I'm Klaus. Welcome to Create the Crisis. I will be your creation concierge. <laughs> pretty good, right? That's, that's pretty good. Pretty good, right? That's pretty good. Fucking hell. <laughs> your creation oh. concierge? <laughs> damn uh these were some so bad yeah. things we made this is uh create a crisis coming let's crisis? say what fall 2024 uh yeah we'll call it that's we'll do a soft yeah. launch maybe yeah, to malls like, mall's, mall's everywhere yeah yeah we'll do like a soft launch in the winter like winter 23 oh, yeah. um yeah. just to get some ground swell yeah exactly then, exactly yeah. spring Gorgeous. 23 yeah or 24 well, now that we're no longer in crisis. Um, thank, I'm, I'm so happy I'm no longer in crisis. Shall we uh, wrap this episode up? Oh, I guess. Okay. But Zach, I was having so much fun. I know, me too, but all good things must come to an end. Wait. So. Well, thank you everyone for listening to yet another episode of Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. It's been a delightful to have you listen for 90 episodes. This is episode 90. Episode 90. Fuck! How fun, Zach. That's in five months. We've got to think about what we're doing for a hundred episodes. I don't know. We got the big one hundo coming up. Big one hundo. Betty White never made it there, but we sure will. Oh, Betty the White. <laughs> I don't care. Plus, Still. <laughs> look, I understand. I don't care. <laughs> One of my finer moments. Uh, honestly, I'm happy that that. Sorry to Betty White, kinda. I'm happy that that moment is part of my recorded history forever. Yeah. Um, as per usual, if you enjoy the show, you know maybe check out some of the other shows on the Ghostlight Media Network. They're all fantastic. I have well, my, my one thumb in one of them is about to come out. Like you know, like I was about to say, my I had a lot of thumbs in the eyes in mm-hmm. the other shows. Um, but oh. one of my thumbs is being pulled out of the one. Um, but I've got another one and another one, so yeah. we're good. There's a check it. Check out the other shows. <laughs> what the fuck am I saying? If you haven't heard recently, we did. We have the fun, the final episode of Campaign One slash another, Season yeah. Three of Another Path has just come out. Um, so uh, if you hadn't heard the news, Zach is going to be stepping away from Another Path. Uh, but. Terry Knotts, we will still be doing this show, and you can still yes. find him on These Silent Secrets. Oh, oh TSS, baby. What a, what a time. <laughs> and I will say, uh, for Another Path's new cast member, who has, at this moment, yet to be announced, we do plan on having them on the show sometime soon, so keep an eye out for that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, 
Um, other than that, of course, if you want to support the show, uh, you know, like, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. Follow us. Leave a nice, uh, some nice words, a good rating. Um, tell your friends about us. But if you want to support us financially, mm. we can uh, accommodate you there because we have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash media. You can go. You can check it out. You can donate to us monthly and get yourself some cool rewards. Mm-hmm. Furthermore, if you want some fantastic merch, that's another way to support us. And you can check that out at uh, tpublic.com slash store slash ghostlight. Hell so, yeah. Check that out. Hey, I've got I've got the next um, if they send us a video of them on a rooftop uh, talking about our show. But we'll throw that in, in the next episode. Shout out Boopus. Shout out Boopus. Shout hey, out Boopus one time. Hey, congrats on getting your driver's license, Boopus. Hey, hey, much love, Boopus. Much love, Boopus. Uh, <laughs> awesome. But uh, other than that, if there's anything you want to hear on the show, uh, feel free to send that over to uh, us on Twitter uh, at Pet Shop Cast. Mm. And, um, you know, yeah. We'll do something about it. We'll do something about it. It'll be good. Hell yeah. Y'all are great. We love you very much. Ooh. See you in a couple of weeks with another episode. But yeah. until then, I've been Zach. I've been Griffin. And just remember, folks, at the end of the day. You may be in crisis, but it's all about <laughs> love, baby. It's all about love, baby. It's all about love, baby. Uh, Dame Judy Dench. Dame Judy Dench. <laughs> Thank you all for listening to episode 90 of Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. If you enjoyed the show, consider leaving us a review or telling a friend about us. You can find us as part of the Ghostlight Media Network over at ghostlightmedia.net or on Twitter at PetShopCast. On our website, you can find links to our merch store and Patreon page, which helps support all of the Ghostlight Media shows and all of the amazing people who create them. Speaking of which, thank you to our patrons Xander, Kyle, and Chuck for your continued support. We'd like to thank Nicole Tuttle Rob for making our theme song. You can find Nicole on Twitter at Nicole Voice and on These Silent Secrets as part of Ghostlight Media. We'd also like to thank our friend Rin for voicing the ads you hear on the show. You can find Rin on Twitter at Rin underscore Moran and on the Imprinted Echoes podcast, also part of Ghostlight Media. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode. Until then, remember to treat yourself. You don't want to end up in crisis. (laughs) Bye. This has been a Ghostlight Media production.